And uh, we're joined by our friend, Mr. Voice of the Tennessee Titans, Mike Keith. How are you, Michael? Good to, good to have you back on with us. It's good to be with you, Quake and Cowboy. I, I appreciate the invitation. Is it pretty up in Nashville? Because it's just a gorgeous day here in Chattanooga. It's pretty wonderful. Yeah, we're. Uh, it actually feels like springtime here. It's kind of felt little winter-esque lately here with the breeze blowing, but uh, it feels like May once again and uh, excited about getting the schedule and, and moving ever closer to another NFL season. I know. It just keeps on coming around faster and faster, I think, the older we get. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure that at some point in time these temperatures are going to be 92 and all the humidity that we're always used to. <laughs> so I'm going to enjoy this while I can. Uh, I always laugh about this, just overall looking at it how the NFL is a lot like the NCAA tournament when it comes to the March Madness brackets. They have a little bit of a sense of humor, right? They know what's going to be a huge matchup and what's going to create a buzz. A headline. A headline. Yeah, yeah. So, you you know, you throw uh, the Browns versus Chiefs week one as a big, you know, that 425 window. Uh, also, of course, Tampa Bay and, uh, and Dallas. Uh, you know, to start the season. And I also like the fact that they're sending Tampa Bay back at New England, so Tom Brady gets to go back uh, to New England on a Sunday night game. I mean, these, these guys aren't stupid. They know how what they're doing here. And I just think overall, though, there's some intriguing matchups, and, and that's the way it should be. Well, the NFL is this country's original, I mean, without question, original reality TV. And it, it started with, what happened between the AFL and the NFL in the 60s, which is what really caused the merger because the AFL ended up with Joe Namath and he was, you know, he was Joe Willie, he was Broadway Joe, and it was about more than just a football game. And then they started Monday Night Football and they wanted Howard Cosell on there, even though he wasn't a real sports announcer because he was a stir it up guy. And, you know, they've learned from that over the years. This is, the original reality TV, I mean, they could throw their hands up in the air and act like, oh, does it seem unfortunate that Tom Brady's going back to New England on his birthday? (laughs) (laughs) Just happened that way. (laughs) It's kind of like the professional wrestler who pulls out the chain and hits the other guy and then goes, chain? I don't have a chain. Right. (laughs) Exactly (laughs) I mean, to your point, they know exactly what they're doing. And that's why the draft is such a big deal. That's why the – I mean, listen, yesterday morning they unveiled the season openers on the, the morning programs of their partners and made that a thing, and they became the number one story in sports in the morning. And then they were, and then the games leak out during the day. Wonder how that happened, right? You know, uh, dominate social media. They link, they they you know leak out all over the place. They allow the teams to release them fifteen minutes before eight, and then at eight they have the national shows. And so, realistically, they've gotten yesterday morning's sports cycle, the whole day's sports cycle, last night's sports cycle. And this morning's sports cycle, it, it is truly the greatest reality show in the country. It's the original reality show, and this is, I mean, they're masters at it. Yeah, they're brilliant. There's just no doubt about it. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And just like sure you mentioned last time when we were tra- talking about the draft, they uh, have tried their best to own at least one big event every month. 
Uh, minus the combine this year, which is normally March. You got the draft in April. You got the schedule release in May. I mean, it's just, and of course, you got the Super Bowl now right. going to be in mid February with 17 games. So it's just, I mean, it just. It just keeps gobbling up everything. I mean, it's just a, a monster that never gets full. They're so smart. They, they really are. They are, man. And that's because they have made, in my time with with the league, I have witnessed them go from a six-month-a-year sport, maybe a seven-month-a-year, to being a 12-month-a-year sport. And, you know, with, with gambling doing what it is, you know, gambling's legal now, and it was it was wild because for years, you know, we could never mention gambling about anything. I, I mean, it was the taboo. And the moment the Supreme Court makes the ruling that state gambling on sports is legal, they immediately are ready to shift into a different gear. And now the NFL has sports gaming partners. You know, and fantasy football was originally taboo. We, you know, we were told in all these memos, do not ever take part in a fantasy football league. And then within two years, they were running their own fantasy football league with a sponsor. <laughs> so they, they are, they are masters of the entire system. And when they say it's more than just a game, it 100% is more than just a game. It's brilliant. But I can't see Mike Keith, uh, let's say Titans are a two point favorite over the Arizona Cardinals, uh, opening day. And uh, it comes down to a last-second field goal to 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 win the game. Uh, let's say they're tied, and the Titans are a two-point favorite. I cannot see Mike Keith going Titans with a snap for the win and to pull the line. Here we go. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't think you're going to see from the standpoint of people who work for the teams. With I mean, I, we we have a team partner with the Titans. We. Bet MGM is our partner, and our TV shows are done in the Bet MGM studios. I say that, and you, you know, there there was. I mean, it's twenty three years ago. I never would have thought for the life of me that I would be allowed to say that. But that's how they go about changing with the game, um, with everything that goes on in society, and and that's why it's such a big deal. Well, I, I was looking at the schedule, and obviously the first three games are going to be pretty tough. Arizona, Seattle, and Indianapolis. And then the the, the two following games are the ones uh, that interest me the most. you got the Jets October 3rd and the Jags October 10th. Two new quarterbacks. Uh, those You expect those guys to be starting. Um, in your experience, I mean, how long does it usually take? I know it varies from person to person and scheme to scheme. But uh, do you do you expect those guys to be... In the group, maybe the in the group is not the right way to put it, but do you expect them to, to have the offense down by, by week four and week five? It's totally changed from when I came into the league. Used to, when you got a chance to play against a rookie quarterback, you celebrate. You're like, yay, we'll, we'll confuse him, we'll torture him. We'll, I mean, it'll be, it'll be fantastic. Now it's completely different. Now, now it's completely different because these players come into the league so different and the schemes are so different because they don't have to come in and learn a pro scheme anymore per se joe they come in and run the same stuff they've been running in college because all of that scheme has now been integrated into the pro offenses so that you know the rpos and the, the spread concepts and all of those sorts of things 
I would think those two guys, by the time we see them in October, they'll be rocking and rolling. Are there are there things in certain situations that we can hope to confuse them with? Yes. Yes. There, there, there absolutely are those things. But, you know, is it like the olden days when Tim Couch came into the league and, you know, he didn't know which way was up? No, completely different. <laughs> I love the home slate. Uh, obviously, starting off with uh, Kyler Murray, J.J. Watt, uh, DeAndre Hopkins with the Cardinals coming to town, and then, of course, the rivalry with the Colts. But then Buffalo is is going to be in Nashville and Kansas City back-to-back, man. Uh, and then, of course, later on, New Orleans, Houston, uh, Jacksonville, San Francisco, Miami. So, I mean, there's this is, this, this, this is a season ticket holder's dream, I believe. It really is. Um, and we have nine regular season games at home this year and only one um, only one opportunity to play in the preseason at home and that's against Chicago and that that preseason game is pretty interesting because it's the last one and it's two weeks before the first regular season game so you may see some starters get some real time in the home preseason game according to how Mike Vrabel chooses to play it um the road schedule's great, too, if you're thinking about making a trip with us, which a lot of fans are doing more and more of. They'll pick, they'll say, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna go somewhere every year to see different venues. And, and now you really can, and it's, uh, it's pretty spectacular, home and away. Our, our ticket folks have been swamped over the last, I guess, 15, 16 hours, probably a little longer than that. They really? they were in the office last night, and I was just over uh, at the stadium, and uh, they they could not attend an all-staff meeting with us because they were so swamped. I know the NFL's it's tough. It's tough. You guys have a tough schedule. But if I was part of the Titans brass, I might send an email uh, to Raj and say, hey, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna give us a short week, how about two different teams, you know, Buffalo and then Kansas City? That's that's gonna be a tough stretch right there, especially on the short week. But we're at home. You're at home. This is true. That's the that's the one thing. The um, the rough part of it. I mean, it's like the the Thursday night game with San Francisco. They play in San Francisco the Sunday before. So instead of them playing, say, in Chicago or Dallas and then staying there and coming to us, they've got to fly all the way across the country on Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, so, I mean, those, those are the things that you look for. The tough thing for us is we'll play Monday or we'll play Sunday night in Los Angeles and then have to get up and fly back, and that's a pretty tough go. Yeah, that will be a tough go. That's Sunday, November seventh. I think you know yeah, my I, Mike. I think you know my friends uh, D and Susan Barry through the uh, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame connections. Yes. They do that. They're huge Titans fans, and they do exactly what you talked about. They've been to see the Titans play on the road at Houston, uh, Jacksonville, Green Bay, Pittsburgh. I mean, they they pick one game, maybe even two. Uh, it helps that you have pets instead of kids but that's another story <laughs> yes uh, pick two games where they go you know what we've never seen a game at x stadium or y or against y team and, and they do that so that is super cool and i know just a lot of fun because let's face it when when you're pull anytime you go on a road trip to see your team whatever team it is whatever sport it is when you're kind of like the the minority 
it's it's fun to kind of give and take with the home crowd, you know. I hope sure. it doesn't get out of control, but most people can handle that stuff, and it's always a lot of fun. Yeah, as long as it's not Oakland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, Joe. Uh, then you're then you're okay. Um, but I wonder if it'll be that way in Las Vegas. I don't know. Really. That'll be interesting to know because that's going to be such a nice stadium. You wonder if the Raiders fans will be on their best behavior, Joe. Well, yeah, it was that it, ever happened. Was it an Oakland, Los Angeles mindset, or was it a Raiders mindset? I guess uh, we'll find out. I uh-huh. think it, well, but uh, Allegiant Stadium is like one of the nicest ones in the world. It's beautiful. It it is it is supposed to be a palace, maybe. You know, in some people's minds, maybe even nicer than SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, which was much more expensive, but is much more of a complex. You know, that's that was what it was designed for. But, you know, just to go these places, uh, see these stadiums, experience the opposing fan base, eat in the restaurants, take it all in. Uh, to your point, it's the fun part of being a fan. To me. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, in whatever sport, when I was doing Tennessee baseball, uh, John Wilkerson and I just loved to go to the other cities. And, you know, he was sending me pictures a couple weeks ago from Texas A&M and last weekend from Columbia, Missouri at their park. You know, just because you, I mean, you just love to see it. You love to experience it. It's a, it, it's one of the best parts of being a sports fan, in my opinion. Well, Mike, I'm known as the idea guy here at uh, the Radio Ranch. Uh, no, oh. no one asks for him or no one listens, but I'm known as the <laughs> idea guy. So that being said, just to get your thoughts on uh, something a little off topic, you brought up Oakland, uh, the athletics uh, possibly looking around for a new city. Nashville been one of those cities mentioned in the rumors. Now, if that happens, it's a hypothetical here. I, I suggest my idea is that we named them the Honky Tonk A's. What are your thoughts? Yeah, the Honky Tonk A's are going to have to find a stadium. And <laughs> That's their problem. When, when everybody talks about, when you hear Nashville mentioned, the thing you need to keep in mind is somebody's going to have to pay for a stadium. Yep. And right now they've just increased property taxes in Nashville significantly because of all the revenue loss. And so... The, the folks aren't real happy about that. I'll bet. <laughs> and, and, the, and the people who did it were not real happy about it, quite frankly. Um, I, I don't think they're going to get in the business of building somebody a new stadium. So somebody's going to have to pay for a stadium. It's that Timberlake and, money. Well, but does does he want to do that? I don't know. You know, when, it, when it's your money, it becomes quite different. <laughs> yes, it and, does. And that's the that's the whole thing is you're you would you know you would have a franchise transfer fee or whatever baseball would do in that way a relocation fee, but you've got to build a stadium. And remember this too: the venues that the Predators and the Titans play in both are nearly twenty five years old. So it's it's time to refurbish those. The Predators have a plan. The Titans have a plan. They're working with Metro on that. Um, I, I think that's a that's a key part of it when Nashville gets thrown out as a potential home for a baseball set. Love baseball. Think it would be fantastic. This is a great baseball area and always has been. But, you know, 
I don't know if one of the surrounding counties is going to build somebody a stadium, uh, especially as much as real estate is going for right now, that they're going to give away a prime piece of property. Uh, that's a, it would be, it'll be interesting to watch. And as somebody who works for a professional team, I'm glad I'm not involved in that. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, we appreciate your time as always, man. And uh, um, stay safe, and uh, we'll check back with you here uh, this summer. Enjoy these beautiful uh, days here before it gets to be 90 and humid. Thanks, guys. Remember, 565-4200-615-565-4200 if you want to come see us play. Season tickets right there. Nice. Season tickets or single game. We've got different packages, got group packages. We do a lot more things than we used to. We have become more flexible, no doubt. Good deal. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate the time, man. See you guys. Take All care. Right. Bye bye. Mike Keith, voice of the Titans and